In this week's episode, we're talking about unleashing women. Not in a kinky way, but, uh, well, anyway, Danielle shares some of her story about how she went from feeling stuck to living out her unique gifts and identity in a way that not only impacts our family, but others as well. I'm so proud. The Legendary Marriage Podcast begins now. If you're feeling more like roommates than soulmates, it's time for the Legendary Marriage Podcast. Every couple wants to have a great marriage, but the trials and challenges of life pull us in different directions. But you can have a legendary marriage filled with passion, fun, and adventure together. That's why each week we share stories and ideas about building a life, a love, and a legacy together. And at the end of every episode, we challenge you to find a time with your spouse to build more intimacy and connection by having conversations that matter. Welcome to the show. This is episode 163. We're your hosts, Danielle and Justin Williams. Hey. Okay. So I know we're talking about becoming an unleashed woman today. Mm -hmm. This doesn't mean that you have actively been on a leash. I mean, if you do, that's fine. Like whatever you're into, as long as the two of you are in agreement and you're doing it <laughs> safely. And Are you talking about sexy stuff here? I mean, isn't that what you were talking about? What Do you like leash? Like you like the little studded collar type of situation? Sure. What do you, what do you picture in, honey? Um, if I'm the unleashed woman, am I the sub or the dom? Well, I mean, if you're on a leash, then you're probably sub. The submissive. Yeah. Um, I'm not an expert in this stuff, so... Would you like to be an expert in this? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. No. This has nothing to do with what we're talking about today, but I always just like to make you I feel a little. I would say that the episode has derailed, but it never actually got on the rails. It was on a leash, but now we're unleashing it. Oh my it. gosh. Okay. <laughs> okay. No. So to be clear, um, the type of situation <laughs> we're talking about here is where both of us are our full individual selves. You call it an egalitarian marriage. Can you just say just a little smidgy bit about what you mean? Well, for I think as human beings, we're, we are equals. We are partners. Yeah. We are teammates in the relationship. Yeah. Uh, as people in the relationship who fill roles, we have different roles. Yes. Some of those roles are, are traditionally gender-based or they're traditionally not, you know, but the roles aren't what define our relationship. Our relationship is what defines the roles. Whoa. And I just want to say, like, being unleashed, uh, it does not mean blowing up the whole wonderful um, marriage and family that you've created or yeah. middle fingering it. None Whew. of it. None of it. You've tried a couple times. Stop. No, I haven't. And it doesn't I mean, mean you have days where you're kind of like... More like a an angry badger than an unleashed. <laughs> okay, there's always those shadow. Sure, the, type day, days. the days when Danielle is not fit for human consumption, do not go in there. Do uh, not open the door. Women always feel free on those wonderful days, or men, when you feel like you're not fit for human consumption. Like, just don't go there. Shut it just, down. Just say that. 
shut it and down be okay because it's with not your worth it. spouse just saying that and you honoring that. Just, I mean, just be okay with it. Sure. And being unleashed is not selfish. It's no. not a selfish sort of a thing. It's just becoming, uh, going a little deeper into the wife and mother role. And it's like, unearthing that foundation of who you were created to be so that like the fruit is you are more amazing wife and mother. But, uh, but I just want to share with you my story a little bit. So Justin, story. (laughs) Yeah. So Justin and I have been married a long time. I mean, it's not that long, but long enough. Uh, I mean, not long enough, but just tell the story. No, keep going, please. (laughs) Um, and for a long time, we tried to have babies and for about eight years. And I mean, that's a lot of trying. It is. We tried a lot. We didn't try anything with leashes. Maybe we should have done that and that might have oh worked. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We got a lot of advice over the years. But Please don't associate <laughs> that with our children like that. No. Okay, creepy. But yeah. all those all those years I was working as a teacher and in ministry and you know, I was an athlete. I was in softball leagues and volleyball leagues and you know, you have your own life that you are fully activated in career, spiritual, yeah. health, all those kind of things. And Somehow then when you in have, the midst of all that, you meet each other, you start oh talking yeah. and going out and and dating and and then you and fall having, in love and and having all sorts of fun together and like in our infertility years, you know, you're, you're giving me shots and all that kind oh of yeah. stuff. It was super sexy. I mean, super duper sexy, but you have this whole life. And then I found that when the kids came along, Justin and I had made this decision that I was going to stay home with the kids and he was going to be working. And so I, when it finally came and we had our first daughter, Allie, who's eight now, but um, at the time, you know, it's like new baby and you sit, you're staying home with the baby. And mm-hmm. it was just a dream come true, really, because we had been waiting so long for that to be our reality. And then baby two comes along, Caroline, and I still staying home with the kids. And then at a point you start to feel like you're like a milk bag with legs <laughs> And you don't have any existence that is your own. Oh, God. Oh, wow. That metaphor was so good. It was almost like I came up with it. It it feels like I I know a lot of women that can uh, commiserate with me on that one. And you like have this like rotting brain. You know, we call it mom brain, but it really has to do with lack of sleep. You know, and then a lot of it is just like you're concerned so much with your family that it takes mm-hmm. all your bandwidth just to be focused on your family. Mm-hmm. And there's just really not a whole lot left for and then, anything and then else. It's like whatsoever. talking baby talk all day long. <sighs> I was and, never a fan of baby talk, really. Yeah. I always talked to my kids like they were grown ups, even, you know, starting at probably age one. <laughs> And then, you know, people are like, wow, your your kids, they they speak very grown up. Hashtag mom brag. I'm just gonna drop that in there. Yeah. Um, so it's like you have this life where you're 
all of a sudden for me, there was a day when I woke up and I was like looking at my, you know, sweatpants and my hoodie and, you know, I'm eating chicken nuggets off the kids plates. And, you know, I mean, you just look at yourself and you're like, okay, I, I, I feel like I'm, I, I could do more than this. Yeah. And it's not, it, there, there's filled with, a, it's a filled with a lot of guilt too. Well, and, and it's like, no, I've been waiting for this for so long and I was created to be a mom and a wife and that's sure. all amazing. But I felt like everything that I had was wrapped up in that and there was not room for anything else. Like I, I was feeling not stuck with you guys, but I was feeling stuck in yeah. a place in life where I was like, oh my gosh, I need like whatever happened to having fun with friends or being spontaneous or, um, you know, just having my hobbies that I had. Like I used to, you know, like I said, plan a volleyball team or a softball team or things like that, or, you know, go out to happy hour. I would always like organize happy hour with the people from work and things like that. I'm like, what on earth happened to that version of me? Like, mm. did you ever think at a certain point? Yeah, I did point, think about it. <laughs> Was I not supposed to answer it that way? Well, you weren't supposed to answer quite so quickly, but <laughs> please, please tell me what you were thinking. Like, did you have a moment where you were like, uh, are we going to get back on track here at some point or? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but I want to go back for a second because you, you, you're talking about something that's really important and it's the, it's the adjusting to the different seasons of life and parenting and motherhood and everything. Yeah. Like there, there are moms out there that we talk to who are full-time working moms mm -hmm. and like the expectation is pop out a kid and what, six weeks later, you're supposed to be back at in America back yes. on the assembly <laughs> line or back at the desk or whatever. And so there, there's a, there's this different kind of adjustment there. Mm -hmm. And so there's a different, cho a different choice there for her to work and it's great and go for it if that's your thing. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then, the the wrestling that goes with that, with yeah. being a full time working mom and a wife and a and a and a mother, a full time wife, a full time mother, and a full time yeah worker in the in the world yeah um and so there's there's adjustments that happen there for us the adjustment was going from both of us working to one of us working right and and okay how are we gonna manage the details of the house right and and babies. And, and, and. And, and you get first, used to our, it. The instinct at first was, well, if you, Danielle, if you're going to be home with the baby, you can take care of the grocery shopping, the cleaning, the cooking, the the laundry. The, All the household the stuff. The bills, the yeah. changing the furnace filters, the getting uh, the cars serviced. If you the, were depending on me to change furnace filters, that never happened. Well, no. <laughs> and very quickly, like once, once we actually got the baby home, we were like, okay, just keep the baby alive. Like setting reasonable. And I was like, check, I can do that. I can do that. Um, but then, but then you're talking about this, this next adjustment is once you figure that out and you create the rhythms for, okay, we're going to, we're going to do these feedings in this schedule and we're going to do diaper changes this way. And this, yeah. okay. The kids, we figured it out. We figured this yeah. out. What's next. And that's like, I just wanted to say, I appreciate that because I'm all about the what's next. 
Like men are wired to conquer the next mountain. Yeah. (laughs) So when you said that, I was like, oh, wow. I don't think I've ever heard you articulate it quite like that. And I think it's tough, too, when you think about, like, you know, the kids are going to be in school in some capacity or another, and then you have a little bit more time. Mm -hmm. And for me, I started thinking of, like, okay, what what could I be again? Mm-hmm. Like, is there stuff from my previous, you know, 20s-ish year that I'm like, okay, I need to integrate that back into yeah. life? Or is there like a totally new thing for me? Yeah. Is there a totally new thing for me? And like, when I wasn't there yet, I felt like I was kind of in this stuck, unknown place. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know that I always realized it that I was in that stuck unknown place, but I knew um, that I like to control a lot of things. Like me controlling the thing on the phone right now? Like, no, not necessarily. (laughs) But like, I would like, you know, my bins. Yeah. Like I have like an organization. Half of our garage is filled with bins of children's clothing, shoes and accoutrement and accessories and toys and... So I can get like gear and dental gear. I don't know. You don't know what's in there. No. Like I can get very like hyper focused on. Okay, so this is an important thing, or I got to organize all the closets, or you know something like that. I can get hyper focused on things that honestly didn't really matter that much. And or like I depend. Is that a result of kind of losing yourself? Yeah, because you have to find some reason or some role that you're still relevant and important. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, I did my job. The kids are off to school. And, you know, what's what's uh, what's my purpose now? Mm-hmm. And so maybe I start picking at you and, like, why don't you be better? And why don't you, <laughs> like, you know, picking unnecessary fights and yeah. things like that. Did you ever find that to be true when I was in that stuck place that I was like, uh, yeah, put a little I too much true ne- yesterday. negative attention no. on you? <laughs> no, I think it it's the way I would say it is, I think when you don't have that clarity of purpose of who you are and what your purpose is and, and you're not living it out, living on mission, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, I think I think it's subconsciously. Oh, yeah, definitely. But you just end up creating drama. Like you do. For sure. <laughs> and we all do. Thank you for I, making I think sure that the, that was clear. It feels really similar to like the, the idea of procrastination of going, I know there's something important I'm supposed to do. I'm not quite sure. I, like I don't have complete confidence in that I can go and like go boom, boom, and it's done. Yeah. Right. So I have some insecurity, some doubt, some fear, some whatever about it. So I procrastinate by instead of doing the thing that I need to do, I'm doing all the things that I kind of need to do, but definitely aren't as important. Yeah. And And so so we do the same thing with drama. We create fights and things like that. Yeah. And then there was a point where I was like, okay, I'm not going to be this stuck, bored mom, wife, uh, milk bag, robot, (laughs) whatever you want to call me anymore. What I needed to do was I needed to move on to a new stage. Yeah. And then I was like, well, what is that? Like, I don't know what that is. And for me, I started helping other women Mm -hmm. 
that were in a similar situation. Well, you hit the gym. You oh yeah, I did a lot of. You know, you got focused on like recovering from being a. I can't say it. Milk bag on legs. Yeah. Um, being recovering from that, yeah, and and getting some life and energy back in you, and then yeah, and then helping other women do the same too, because we all have that zombie-looking eyes, and we're like, I see you, come to the uh, unleashed side with me. <laughs> um. So yeah, I feel like there's more in store for a lot of us that are just solely feeling that role of I only exist on this earth to me a mom and a wife. And I feel like it's a dangerous place too, because it's like, I can't put all my wants and needs and you know, everything on you and the kids. Like, it's just not yeah. fair. Is, and is it fulfilling? Uh, if I'm honest, not a hundred percent. No. Okay. I want to dig into that more right after this break. It's a brand new year and everyone is setting goals and talking about their health and fitness and their careers and their finances. But what about your marriage and family? Yeah, what about us? If your resolution for 2020 is to reignite your marriage, then we've got the perfect place to start. Yes, you can grab our copy of The Seven Secrets of a Legendary Marriages Report at legendarymarriage.com slash seven secrets. That makes sense. We've been working with couples for a long time now, and we've taken the best practices, the habits and principles of healthy relationship dynamics, the core stuff we teach and coach couples about. These are the best principles, ideas, and tools in the world, and we've distilled them down to these seven core strategies that we guarantee will help you reignite the passion and intimacy and connection in your marriage today, right now, without trying to force your spouse to drink magic love potions or sit and talk for (laughs) endless hours at the counselor's office. Would you really try to poison me with love potion? I may or may not have. (laughs) (laughs) So if you don't want to suck at marriage, grab your copy now at legendarymarriage.com slash seven secrets. All right. Seriously, folks, this is the best resource if you're feeling frustrated and stuck and alone in your marriage. If you're ready to break out of the roommate zone and build more intimacy and connection, then it's time to grab your copy of The Seven Secrets of Legendary Marriages at legendarymarriage.com slash seven secrets. This message has been brought to you by <laughs> The Seven Secrets of Legendary Marriages free report. Get your copy today at legendarymarriage.com slash seven secrets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to the show. All right, so you said it wasn't completely fulfilling. What was missing? Well, I mean, first of all, let me pre- preface this. You and I fought long and hard yeah, we did. to become parents. Yeah. Eight years of crazy infertility stuff and tests and surgeries and all that other stuff. So when I'm looking in the mirror and thinking, I want more than this, like I felt like, you know, I went to... I have a four-year degree. I had a career. I've like I've had yeah. all these fulfilling moments in my life. And to think, you know, the mom and wife thing is not 100% fulfilling. How'd you feel in that moment thinking about that? Well, I feel like 
am I like entitled or guilty or, you know, like, isn't this enough? God gave me everything that I asked and prayed for. Hmm. And so I did have this realization, like as I'm picking up macaroni off the floor for the nth time. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Dang it. Why don't we have a dog that can just pick those things up? Don't start. I'm just trying to. You started it. <laughs> the great dog debate continues. Um, as I'm picking up macaroni off the floor for the umpteenth time, I'm thinking it is okay. I actually am created to do specific things in this world. Mm-hmm. I am created for more than picking up macaroni. Yes, of course I'm loving my family well. I'm loving you well and the kids well. And But that doesn't mean that I can't also have a fulfilling career and friendship life and impact in the community and all those other things. They are not mutually exclusive. Yeah. They actually feed one another, to tell you the truth. When you find that balance of I'm doing the family thing. And I'm also feeding myself. It's not selfish. It actually is catalytic. All the areas like bounce off of one another. And when I had that realization, I was like, Oh man, there are other women out there that need to know this too. They need to tap into who they are uniquely created to be. Cause every woman, their motherhood, their, Um, marriage, their impact in the world does not look the same in any way. We are not stamped out by some stamper that's like, burp, okay, there's another mom, there's another (laughs) wife. (laughs) Like, every one of us is uniquely But anything is possible with technology in the future. Well, maybe you could clone me. Like, if Mm. something unforeseen ever happens to me, maybe you could clone me. Yeah. Or maybe you could just try somebody else. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> Don't fall into it. So, yeah. So, I love the idea of just tapping into who you're uniquely created to be, first of all, mm-hmm. because a lot of us have either lost that or we never knew it to begin with. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Tapping into that and then living out your life so that those type of things are priorities. So for example, I, I'm just on the bold welcoming fire pit. Okay. Like I like to gather people together. I like to, you know, um, really get to know people, introduce people to others. I like to be the hub of the social situation, the party, the networking. Like I love all that stuff. And I want to ignite others to have those significant relationships as well. Hmm. And I'm not sure. That really is you. It really is me. It's very true. And so if I know that about me, um, who I'm uniquely created to be. It, it helps me to prioritize things in my life and make decisions, yes or no. Like, for instance, like at the girls' school, if they're like, oh, can you help host the classroom party? Let's see, does that line up with the warm, bold, welcoming fire pit? Um, uh, yes, I will help host. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes, right. yes. Bringing people together, all the parents are going to be there, the kids are having fun. Yes, of course, that lines up with me perfectly. 
Um, am I Rutledge going PTA, to PTA? If you're listening, don't listen to this. You no, I'm just, just kidding. Got party host. Um, if another option was, can you come and organize the school library? Um, no, I cannot come organize the school library. <laughs> that does not fit in. Danielle's so, not so much good with organizing her closet or even like a makeup bag, let stop. alone a school library. So what I'm not the, picking on you. I'm no, just, no. I'm, I'm affirming. Yeah. That, that's I mean, not who I'm created. That, that's, that's not, not your strengths. I'm, that's not your, an expression of who you are. Yeah. But for somebody else it is. And it's interesting. Like, I think when we worked in churches, a lot of the work that we did was was bringing volunteers in and getting people connected in that way of serving. Yeah. And it's a really easy place example of this is to just go, oh, hi, Danielle. Welcome. It's nice to have go you. Go help in the kids ministry. Come help in the kids <laughs> or come make coffee or come over here and direct traffic or whatever. Because you're trying to like plug holes right. in, in the talent <laughs> profile. Right. Um and and we do the same thing in our in our own lives in our relationships and everything. We're like somebody's got to pay the bills, somebody's got to milk the cat, somebody's got to take the car for a walk, somebody's got to change the litter box. Somebody... Nobody has to milk any cats. I know cats suck. That's why we're not talking about cats. No, no, no. We're tr- we're constantly trying to deal with the business of life, right? Yeah, the bills yeah. have to get paid, the groceries have to get bought, the dinners have to get made, the dishes have to get done, the babies have to get washed, the the kids have homework to do, this yeah. stuff. And you're going to do this, and I'm going to do this. And we're just filling gaps. We're just trying to do that. And sure. it kind of becomes the operating system. Right. We live in this reactive place. Yeah. And and so there's not only the prioritizing your life and making decisions. Like, you actually do have the um, right to design your own life the way you want it. And I know that might sound a little strange, because we live from this place of uh, we're we're reacting and we're saying mm-hmm. yes to the things that are obligations or the shoulds or the um, things that people think that we should do or maybe that we think that people should think that we should do. <laughs> Trying to be or do what you think that they think that they want you to be or don't, do because don't they think because please. the expectations of others. Yeah. Yeah. People pleasing is what you're talking about. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. No, no, no. I I don't want to make decisions on my family and my life based on shoulds, obligations, or people pleasing. Or what other people think. Or that they think. I think think that's a deep drive. (laughs) Yeah. That's a deep drive for women and men. Sure, sure, sure. Is 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 the deep question Am I enough? Do like am I captivating? Am I Am I able to hold the attention, the 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 perspective, the purpose enough to to keep us all together? Uh-huh. And it can become consuming. And so it's really interesting. So if I'm living my life out on my mission of like gathering people, having these great conversations and introducing people and, you know, creating that ripple effect in my neighborhood, in my church, in my um, friend circle, all that kind of thing, it not only teaches my kids that there's more. So let's say I want to go into a business where I'm, you know, like a networking professional or something. I don't know. Um, well, I'm actually a coach, so I do that really well in that range. But yeah. <laughs> but everybody has their own thing that they key into. Um 
I'm setting an example for my kids and for my spouse that, hey, I'm not just a booger wiper. I'm not just a <laughs> whatever macaroni sweeper. Uh, booger uh, wiper, macaroni sweeper. That That's like a whole manifesto for moms. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. Let's write that. I mean, you can. <laughs> yeah, that'd be weird if you wrote that. But yeah, so I, I want to be that example for my kids because I want them to live out who they're uniquely created to be. I don't want them just, like you said, fill a plug or fill a role mm-hmm. or fill an opening. Um, it's uh, Although I do think mm-hmm. that find a need and fill it is, is a great way to think about life. Humble service is a great core perspective. It's a value that we try to teach the kids and remember ourselves too. But when it defines you. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So, so, I mean, I just love getting to that place where, you know, you do have an impact through your career or your friends or family, your marriage or community, you know, you're putting your health as a priority, you have mm-hmm. hobbies, spiritual growth, personal growth, like those are all activated. You don't just have to have one zone of your life where you live in. Yeah. Okay. You're actually a full person. Like an unleashed woman is is a full person, a 360. You're not just one slice of life that's a mom and a wife. Yeah. And I'm not degrading and that's the role sexy. of. I, I'm not. I'm no. I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm, I'm not gonna let you let you finish that because, of course, we're not trying to degrade. Oh, being the, a mom, the, being or a, a wife. mom, or yeah, a wife, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, uh, of course, like we hold that pretty high, considering you know the whole show is about building a legendary marriage, and right, every, right, every right. The right, conversations right. are about how do we. The episodes of the show are about how do we have conversations about things that matter. And so having an unleashed woman as a wife, Justin, mm-hmm. this is where I pick your brain, is like, what are the advantages well, of that? Well, it's like, it's one of the disadvantages. Let's talk about disadvantages first. Mm. All right. Disadvantages. There's leashes all over the floor. I keep tripping on leashes. Stop. <laughs> um, I'm unleashed. The, the different, the, the, one of the disadvantages is like there is, there's abrasion that comes with that process. Oh yeah. When you start doing it. Like mm-hmm. when, when you begin to awaken and discover this, this identity and your purpose and start living it out in new ways and get, and reclaim the pieces of yourself that you've kind of lost there, there's, there's abrasion in well, the relationship. It's like, oh, new. oh, something new. Oh, wait, I was expecting this and this. And I think the old expression, you know, we teach people how to treat us. Mm. So when uh, we see this all the time with couples, somebody will come in, they'll get on a call and they'll say, "Our my marriage isn't in great shape. I, we need to, we need to do work together. Mm-hmm. We need to work on our marriage. I'm like, okay, well, that's great. But let's let's start with draw a circle on the ground, step into the circle, and uh, one person step in the circle, and now that one person can do work on what's in the circle. Mm-hmm. Like you can't control your spouse, you can't. But so there's th- when that sh- those shifts start happening, we've taught each other how to treat. Us, yeah, yeah. And then things start to change, and you're like, "Whoa, what is this? It's bad. Change is bad." <laughs> yeah. 
Well, but the truth is, if you are an unleashed woman and you're really tapping into all those areas of, you know, how you're created to be in your career, in your spiritual life, in your health, all that, you're going to bring a better version of yourself Oh yeah. To your I mean, marriage. You start talking family. about advantages. I wanted to touch on the disadvantage. Oh, but you talk sorry. about advantage. Um, like there's just more of you. There's more of you now. For me, for the kids, for our life together. Right. More energy, more passion, more interest. Like frankly, you're a more interesting person. True. <laughs> like we get to be pretty boring. Like, how many times do you want to hear the story about, like, guys, are are you with me? How many times do you want to hear the story your wife tells you when you get home about how many diapers and how messy the diaper was and and everything? It's like, I get it. You worked hard. Good job. I want to acknowledge you in that. And I know it's dominating your life, but, like, how much do we want to talk about the the TPS report that you did at your job that day? So it's like, you just, just... you become a more interesting person, a, a, have more perspective on life. Um, you know, you're more, you're happier, more dimensional, healthier, yeah. more dimensional. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think the other piece is when you're clear about who you are and what you're about, you start to live in a way that, that creates that it, right. there's purpose, there's intention in it. Yeah. And when you don't have that purpose and intention, Danielle, you specifically, but all of us, we just create drama. Yeah. We pick at things. We, we nag. Just to feel alive. Ju- we pick fights just to feel alive. We create drama about silly things instead of just handling it. Yeah. It's, it's right. And and then we, because life feels out of control, we try to exert control mm-hmm. in other areas. Trying to control a spouse, trying to control children in an unhealthy way, trying to control pieces that we can when there's something uh, a discontent growing. Yeah. That can be a healthy discontent. Yeah. I mean, uh, lean into that. Mm-hmm. Lean into that feeling of like, oh, okay, there's work to be done here. I love it. Um, so you don't need to continue to feel trapped or bored or um, just only exist to be a wife and a mom and the duties that come with that, like booger wiping and macaroni <laughs> and milk bagging. <laughs> it doesn't have to be oh. this way. There could be We're more. We're going to have to work that into the title of this episode. Milk bag. Walking milk bag. Um, yeah. So if you are, a, so if you're going to be unleashed, you're going to tap into your unique creation. Who are you created to be? Yeah. Tell, tell, tell people listening, like what's, what is it like it's not that you're you're leashed no it's about becoming unleashed so what is what does that look like yeah i mean process yeah i think i was just saying that you were tapping into who you're created to be i'm not your milk bag i can't say it okay i'm sorry i'll stop i was never your milk bag no where did you ever do that what do what I know so bad. Like, stop. To- no, I, whatever the, the question is, the answer is no. <laughs> Not even in What a does dream. it look like to become an unleashed woman? <laughs> Just, I, you're like, Danielle, wrap this up. Um, yeah. Tapping into your true gifts, your true identity, who you really are. 
and then start living that life of impact that you have been uniquely designed for. Yeah. Um, and, and the overflow is you're going to become more of the mom and the wife that you have been dreaming of. Like, I know if you're like me, you've been, you've had that purpose of like becoming a wife and a mom for a very long time, maybe since you were a little kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're thinking, yeah, I do want to become an unleashed woman, there are some questions that you can kind of wrestle with and we'll put all of them in the show notes, oh, but yeah. like, you know, who are you when you're at your best? Okay. Like, yeah. what is it that makes you come alive? Gets you Ooh, excited? That one feels really good. What that makes feels you come really alive in this conversation? You know what? I think it's just my idea. I think that's our talk about it question. All right, honey, lay it out there. All right. And now the talk about it segment of the show. Each week, we challenge you to set a time with your spouse to have a conversation that matters. Great job, honey. All right. So our question is, what makes you come alive? Mm. Woo, that's going to be some spicy conversation. Yeah. All right. Guess what? That's it for today's show. Hey, grab your copy of The Seven Secrets of Legendary Marriages over at legendarymarriage.com slash seven secrets. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show so we know how we're doing and other couples can find us. Those reviews are so important, and uh, we read every single one of them and appreciate all of it. Yes. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of The Legendary Marriage Podcast. Woohoo! This is Danielle and Justin reminding you. Don't settle for an ordinary marriage. Make yours legendary. Legendary.